0: The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Up everybody! Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Pitts. I'm your host. Joining me for the luxurious new studio in Fort Lauderdale, Brady Quinn and LeJay Douzable. Oh it's yeah. a Brady show. Pew, 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 pew. What's up, fellas?
1: Oh Will- my God, Brady!
0: You would make myself. You would make Robbie's day if he knew you dabbed. That's oh, all I'm trying to do right do now <laughs> is just make Robbie's day.
2: Because I'm sure, I'm sure, based on you know, Santa Claus is probably good to him, but I'm sure you were not good to him Ooh. over Christmas, Will.
0: That was great too. Are you kidding me? We actually, he was actually just watching a, uh, a YouTube video where um, it was talking about certain types of parents. He goes, "What's a helicopter parent?" Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought
2: maybe you you used the Antonio Brown line when when telling him as far as where the gifts come from. So
3: oh man, no, wait, did you guys see that social media video where the kids, the parents like literally rap and they made them open the gift. Yeah, and the little girl goes, "I knew it," which lets you know that she knew she was bad the whole year. And people were getting after the parents, but I'm like, when the girl comes out and says. I knew it. I knew I was getting cold. Kind of let you know where her behavior was throughout the whole year. Very self-aware <laughs> individual. I also yeah. read a story of a
2: three-year-old. Hey, Brady, boy. can you can
0: you dab again? No, we're we're
2: good. We're gonna pass on the dab. Hold on, oh, no, a little bit Oh, right. oh there it is. There, get it. <laughs> there we go. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: there.
2: I see you. There it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Okay. Hey, do you have oh, a Oh, wow. Well, oh, 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 okay. oh, all right. Oh, oh, all
2: right. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, well, hopefully Robbie was better than the little boy who got up at 3 a.m. and opened up all the gifts no. underneath their tree. Yeah. Little boy in North
3: Carolina. He's I, self-aware, too. I,
2: no. hey, was he was in North Carolina? <laughs> not not good though. So I, where? he's got an older brother and then a little baby sister. And so unfortunately, somewhere in North Carolina, I don't know where exactly in North Carolina.
0: Middle child, but, yeah. Little child, man. I'm gonna look it up. I wonder where it was. <laughs>
2: well, you can look up and High Point.
0: I'm, I'm currently in High Point, North Carolina, furniture capital. Okay. Beautiful area. Yeah, Beautiful really nice high area. Point. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice... It's actually been very um, rainy and cold and windy here, but it's very December oh, weather, which is not the worst thing in the world. I like rainy and cold, personally. I, I'm with you. I like the change of seasons. Yeah. I love when it's raining and cold. When I think of a place like High Point, I think of, like, mile-high cold weather. Mmm. Nice transition right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um... You're saying that? <laughs> are you empowering me to yeah, uh, to, 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 to transition to Russell Wilson? You. Get it in yeah. power field. Get it <laughs> field in power field at my eye. Come on. There's another one. <laughs> yeah, Russ uh, Russell Wilson benched Ooh. by the Denver Broncos in the. Um, I don't know what classification we're using for this in terms of call it, whether we're like what we're going to call it. Um, it's like the financial bench for financial reasons. <laughs> I mean. Like, I mean that don't you I mean that's what the reporting is. I believe Ian Ian Correct. Rappaport of uh, NFL Network reported that. Do you buy that it's purely financial, that there's not some um not some uh well I'm a, I'm, a big, here?
3: I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but it seems like if Jared Stidham is signed to your team in the offseason, that's the ultimate kiss of death. Right? This is the same oh. scenario that Derek Carr went through last year. Let's that's not forget, true. right? Two games left in the season for financial reasons because if he gets injured and isn't able to pass a physical, his money becomes guaranteed. Same thing with Russell Wilson, right? Two games left in the season, essentially out of the playoffs. We're not going to play Russell Wilson. We're going to bench him just in case he gets hurt and can't pass a physical in March 2024. Who's the backup quarterback in both of those scenarios? Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. So beware. Jared Stidham the size of your team. You're on the clock.
2: Oh, no. Um,
3: <laughs> here's the odd thing
2: is if he ends up being the backup for the game that's what doesn't make any sense right. where he still adverc- could go in yeah. and get injured if Stidham gets hurt or something happens along the course of the game so that's the only part of it I don't understand if if he's not going to be out there yeah. make him inactive I think and they will that's, that was my thought yeah. too and that's why
3: I don't anticipate him being the backer for this honestly probably he probably won't even be in the building because remember Derek Carr kind of got away from the team when that happened so
0: well Derek I mean, I Carr and Marcus so- Mariota Mar- 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 they- both quit the th- team th- last year when they got uh, when they got benched
3: yeah, well, I don't want to quit the team. I mean, sometimes people feel like, hey, if they're
0: moving on, you'd rather than be ahead, out of start, sight, the bandaid out of off. Mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Derek Carr acted like a little emo kid and ran away with. That'd be nice to me. emo. Nice to so what cool. did Marcus Mariota do then? Uh, he acted like a quiet emo kid.
3: Quiet emo kid. I way, I thought.
0: I thought Derek I, it's, Carr. It's getting
3: to the
2: point where I think you can now look at it and say. The, the Russell Wilson Denver Broncos experiment, it didn't work. Uh, obviously not with Nathaniel Hackett. Sean Payton's now had a year with him under his wing. He doesn't feel like he's performed good enough, which is ironically because this is a defense that if you look at their rankings, great vastly improved from where they were earlier this year, Correct. especially versus the Dolphins. Yeah. But around the quarterback position, it's not like he's had the best supporting cast all yeah. season. On top of it, you know, statistically, he's been much improved from last year. <laughs> it's and not name. that bad when you compare him to the numbers of Patrick Mahomes or yeah. some of the others we're talking about. So it, I don't want to say he's, he's the fall guy in this yeah. case, but it just felt like Sean Payton kind of gave it a try, and, and now we move on to a, a point where they're going to be going their separate ways. Now, that being said, it's odd because I would have thought maybe they make this move after they're actually eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I know they have like a 1% yeah. chance. But still, it just hits a little bit different when they still actually have a chance of making it in.
3: And The thing that's interesting, too, Brady, and if you look at their offense from where it was last year, they're still middle of the pen They're like ranked yeah. 16. So it's not like you're getting bottom third football on the offensive side of the ball. Now, again, they haven't been explosive. They are who they are. They're going to run the ball, play action pass. Cortland Sutton's going to get three or four jump balls a game. They're going to try to hit Jerry Judy on some intermediate routes, and they're going to screen game you to death. And maybe that's why Sean Payton feels away because he feels like they're just too generic and he can't take that next step with the current roster they have right now, more specifically the quarterback position. But to your point, right, it's night and day from what it was last year and the defense has played a lot better. Struggled the last two games on the defensive side of the ball. So can't just put this all on Russell Wilson in the offense.
2: I think the hard thing for Sean Payton is if you look at his track record of offensive success with Drew Brees and the Saints. He cannot do, or he cannot run that offense with Russell Wilson when he all. did with Drew Brees. Not at all. And, and I think if that was the thought of, of him coming in there, and that was how they're going to be able to have success, I just don't think it fits maybe what Sean Payton wants to do, and it probably doesn't play to the strengths of what Russell Wilson can do. For sure. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I think it's. I think it's interesting how you, you know you, you you cover this league long enough, you can sort of follow, read the tea leaves, read between the lines, if you will, yeah. and. I mean, look, the read between the lines thing for me here is that they are going to do something completely unprecedented and eat a ton of salary cap space this offseason. Or a ton of dead babe. cap money, use up yeah. dead cap money on, sal- use up salary cap space on dead cap money, getting rid of Russell Wilson and moving on. And I think the other thing is, you know, you saw it in the, in the preseason, um, Sean Payton hyping up Russell Wilson, saying, we're going to go to the playoffs. You know, it, it was clear that he is sort of bought in. To the idea that he could make <laughs> Russell Wilson work, and now you know. that it's not working and they're missing the playoffs, <laughs> he is—he's decided to sit to let everybody know that this is Russ's fault by virtue of benching him the final two games of the season. I, I don't know if it's that well.
3: I just think when you're Sean Payne and you're putting this position, and you know this, Brady. Sometimes coaches come into uh, situations where they don't have much leeway in what they can do. The way that Russell Wilson's contract was kind of drawn up, like. Sean Payton had to give it at least a year, right? There was yep. nothing else he could do. He couldn't just move off on him. And it's even a surprise not with the number that he has next year that they're going to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. That lets you know that new ownership wants to really revamp and restart this thing. And it's also interesting, will they essentially act like next year or Sean Payton's like first year instead of this mm-hmm. year because he's going to have to restart everything from the quarterback position and probably change up some other parts on offense as well. So if you're Sean Payton, I don't know if he was – Are actually all the way in on Russell Wilson anyway, because I talked about this, Brady, the marriage between him and Russell Wilson, if you look at Russell Wilson and how he plays, a lot of off-script stuff. Doesn't like to throw in timing. But when he was with Drew Brees, that's what Drew Brees did really well. He threw in timing, and that's what Sean Payton wants his quarterback to do. And I knew... Russell Wilson was never going to do that. So I always wondered where the the tug of war was going to be between these two guys. Would Sean Payton give a little and, you know, do some some things Russ likes to do, but then also try to get uh, Russell Wilson to throw in timing? Russ still never threw in timing. So Sean Payton ultimately had to give up on his offense and change the offense. I don't think he ever really truly wanted to do that. I think that's also part of the
2: frustration for a lot of play callers is, you know, when you call a play and it's there and the quarterback isn't executing it the way you want to, it then makes it extremely difficult to then operate and feel overly confident calling anything. Yeah. And so when you do have some off-script plays that end up going your way, in your mind as a coordinator, you're like, great. But the reality is, is that only lasts so long For in the sure. NFL. And so whether it's in this case, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, or I remember like Josh Dobbs earlier this season when he got to Minnesota, he had a couple of plays, took off, scrambled, run, went in, and you could tell Kevin O'Connell was almost was like reluctant mad. to like <laughs> yeah. be like great because yeah. I think he knew at some point. This isn't going to last, or this is going to help us ultimately win in the end. Um, but, look, it'll be a post-1 June designation, I think, if they can't trade him and if they decide to cut him. The reality is, though, is, you know, you don't know that it's Sean Payton ultimately making the decision. Maybe it's someone within the Walton family mm. that's taking on what could be an astronomical cap hit slash, Man. you know, dead cap money. But when you got Walton money, I mean – it ain't that you, bad. I mean, do what you do when you're popping. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe maybe there's an ownership portion into this decision where they're coming in saying, this is the wise decision. Protect our downside in the event he gets hurt. And we feel like this relationship isn't going to be able to work
0: uh, moving on after this year, and it feels like that's where they're at right now. Cool. So just, just for clarification on the numbers and sort of the logic here is Russell Wilson, um, if he were to suffer an injury that w- wouldn't allow him to pass an exit physical at the end of the year, uh, he on – March seventeenth, I believe his contract. His, yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, it would be fully guaranteed if he can't if he can't pass the physical by early March. And so basically, the Broncos are trying to get out of you know this extra thirty seven million dollars in cash that they would yep. owe Russell for <laughs> the future. They already are going to have to pay him thirty nine million dollars in cash. Ooh, and to Brady's point, um, about which is you know just the salary for 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 next year, I believe, so eighty five million in dead cap money in Goodness terms gracious. of. The 2024 season. If they were to cut him before uh, June 1st, if they release Ooh. him post June 1st, there'd be th- 35.4 million dollars in dead cap space uh, for the team in 2024, and 49.6 million dollars in dead cap space uh, for the team in 2025. <laughs> if they can trade him before June 1st, 68. 68- million dollars in dead cap space and their cap savings would be negative 32.6 million dollars <laughs> pretty insane um June first- trading for
3: that contract
0: <laughs> right exactly a post-june 1st <laughs> trade Just well, for the record would be 18.4 million dollars in dead cap space saving them 17 million dollars but 49.6 million dollars in dead cap space for next year so this is truly unprecedented yeah you know, we've seen this with carson wentz We've seen it with, I think the the Packers. You We're know, thinking about eating cap space for Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it with, you know, teams of teams have just been willing to eat these giant cap hits to get to move on from these these mistakes. But this would be completely unprecedented. Yeah.
2: Well, they can eat the cap numbers because they can afford it with the money that they're bringing in right now to yeah. the new TV contract. That's the reality of it. And you're also talking about an organization with a new ownership group that's one of the wealthiest families it's in the fair. world. So- well, yeah, th- Cash th- wise
0: but I mean, I'm talking like, de- <laughs> if you're taking a, $49 million dead cap hit your salary. going to be struggling to put a roster out there next year. Yeah, you're, you're, operating like the, you're operating like the Oakland A's out here.
2: No, and, and there, there's, there's, some, there's truth to that, but then you look at an, an organization like the Rams and what they've done, basically building around Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, yeah. and Cooper Cup, and you see how that works out. So It can be done, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons, too, where they're a little bit more bullish on what that's going to look like in the future mm. if they can find Sean Payton with the quarterback that would fit more of what he he wants to do I think it's more interesting if you think about like if he could get traded you know obviously Denver might be on the hook for a portion of that contract and that's maybe how the trade gets done because yeah. maybe they don't want to absorb that cap it even if it is a post-June 1 designation uh, for cutting them. so the reality is you know who would be potential fits well I would look at Tampa and say well Dave Canales was with him as his quarterback coach in Seattle but Baker Mayfield's having such a good year you're going to get him a much better discount. And I think you want to continue that momentum. So that's not a really a fit. You look at their offensive coordinator in Seattle. Now Shane Waldron, Waldron. maybe he would look at potentially going somewhere else as a head coach and want to bring him in and see if he can't revamp some of that. You know, he's worked with Brian Schottenheimer who's now in Dallas. I don't think the Cowboys are moving on from Dak Prescott. They've already got Trey Lance sitting there too you know, you started looking at some of the different places and with Man. a loaded quarterback class with Caleb Williams and Drake May and you know maybe Jaden Daniels and then Michael Penix and whoever else we're going to throw into the conversation, much cheaper options, right. I think, at a minimum, if you're not talking about a trade and just signing him as a free agent. But either way, I mean, probably much cheaper options coming into the league. So uh, it will be fascinating to see if he gets released, who ends up being a suitor, or if he gets traded, Who would be interested interested in bringing on that contract and what those details look like in the trade do you think there's a possibility
3: if he does get released that he could potentially retire
2: i don't know about that i mean i think he's got aspirations outside of football off the field and you know whether it's being on tv or anything else like he'd be successful at that i I think the question is more of would he be interested in being a bridge quarterback whereas someone might only bring him in for a year or two short-term deal to then prove it does he want to go through that scenario i think in kind one like carson wins yeah i mean at one side you've you've obviously done enough in the league where you feel like you shouldn't be in that position but on the other end of it like if you have to prove it so be it you yeah. know you, you've already you know you might say i've made enough money i can gladly go prove it for a year and then and maximize on the back end of it mm-hmm. it really comes down to where he sees himself personally outside of the game of football what, what how he sees his future in my opinion i mean, I mean he's now well, I was gonna Go say ahead, he's well,
0: now gonna have had Pete Carroll and Sean Payton give up on him in, in the span of less than five in like three years, which is not great.
2: Well, well two of the greatest coaches in
3: NFL history. Yeah, Hall of Fame good coaches, look. in my and, opinion. And you were talking about Canales and Shane Waldron. That's the thing. When when Waldron came over there, more of that West Coast offense, it was more timing based. That's what Russell really struggled the last couple of years in Seattle. That's why they kind of wanted to move off of him. So I don't think Canales would look at him in Tampa. And and if Shane Waldron were to get a job, I don't think he would probably look at him either. It would be interesting to see what Seattle does with Geno now. Again, if he finished the season strong and they go into the playoffs, I think he still is the quarterback of the future. But he has been banged up this year. And I know a lot of people have been asking, will Seattle look at a quarterback potentially in the draft? So – uh,
2: Look at the other potential quarterbacks that could be traded, right? Like, I don't think the Bears should trade Justin Fields, but they are going to have probably the number one overall pick. So if they do and they want to take a quarterback, they could. Would you rather have Fields? Would you rather have Russell Wilson? You know, given
3: either Fields'
2: Fields current contract situation, he probably will need an extension at some point, but you have some control. With Wilson, you know at least what you're dealing with. So there's a lot of nuances to it. I think there's a number of veteran quarterbacks, too. Who could be in that conversation of hey, who am I in competition with the trade for? Who do we want to go trade for uh, if we're looking for a quarterback next
3: season? What do you you think about Will's team? Carolina potentially bringing him in if he gets released?
2: Uh, It's it's fascinating to see. I mean, obviously, we got to see who the head coach is first. I think that's where we get a sense for you know what they're trying to do. I I personally feel like based on what David Tepper has said, they're still in on all in Bryce Young. You bring a guy who's won a Super Bowl, been to two Super Bowls. I don't I don't have think that's sending that, that message the young Yeah, that's sending a different message.
0: I got so. you.
3: and yeah, what well, even, even the Raiders could potentially be a spot too, I think. Yeah. Aiden yeah. O'Connell.
0: Well, and, and let's not forget like if you bring him into Carolina, it's then David Tepper would be admitting that he, the the Bryce Young thing failed and I, I think someone else what is, is going to get fired for that first. Uh maybe several that's people sure. get fired for that first. That's uh Monday night, Christmas night, got a crazy co- uh we actually we didn't get a crazy comeback because the 49ers <laughs> but we did get a crazy comeback stat the 49ers have never come back under Kyle Shanahan from eight plus points, eight or more points. It was a little, in quarter. yeah, in the fourth quarter. It Seems a little cherry picky to me. Um, yeah, and it's tough to come how back. Many, how many down games eight. is?
2: How many times have they been down eight in the fourth quarter? Is what I three hundred
0: ninety seven thousand. <laughs> Uh, I think what is it 0 38? Games? I think they're 0 and 38 or 0 and 39. Yeah, 0 and 38. But, I mean, right, if, that's, if like,
2: on, that's enough. That's enough <laughs> to have some sort of sample size saying, yeah. okay, what's the disconnect? That's only,
3: that's only one score. Yeah, but th- well, this is my thing. If you look at it in totality, I think only the Chiefs have a decent number in regards yep. to percentage as far as coming back eight plus. They're 0 and 38. Yeah, but everybody else is – I think percentages is like 10%, 11%. It's, it's like 17%. It is. It is. It is. They're 0 for it. I like, mean,
2: I'll put it this way. It's telling. Here's what's telling is it's it's crazy that they're 0 38 considering his offensive accuracy. Correct. <laughs> like he's widely viewed as maybe the best offensive mind in the NFL. True. And if that's the case, it, it just – I think it shows you a little bit when, when they can't run the football. Mm. And maybe this is a byproduct of – what the quarterback position has been since he's been there yeah. but clearly they they're not going to be able to run the same offense and if that's the case yeah you're going to struggle as any offense mm-hmm. but it's just crazy that even more so considering how good he's been when you are you aren't in that situation that's yeah. what stands out at least do you think it
3: kind of makes them like front runners in in regards yes. to that's a telling stat like you said oh, for them to will. be over like wants to I'm not going to the say they're front, front, runners, front runners but it's just like you can't come back in one game where you're down by 8 points in the fourth quarter like that's a struggle that's what I'm saying. Like, you might luck yourself into that. You got, you got like a fumble return for a touchdown. You I find mean, your way But that's of. the thing. And this is what I try to tell people. When you look at that stat, right, and you know this, Brady, sometimes when you're down by eight or ten in the fourth quarter, you need some luck to happen to right. be able to come back, right? It's about executing at a high level. And then you got to hope that team makes mistakes, right? Because if they don't make mistakes, no matter what you're doing on offense, you're not going to be able to come back. So, like, you need some luck in those scenarios. Perfect example, last year – the, the Browns and Jets game. Like, there was no reason the Jets were supposed to win that game, but they get a busted coverage, you get a 75-yard touchdown, then they get an onside kick, right? And then they score with, like, 13 seconds left. So, you need a little bit of luck when you're in those scenarios. Oh, what is that stat? Like, of course,
0: you throw five intercepts in a game, <laughs> of course you can have the worst turnover differential in one week, like a one-week sample size. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think it's kind of interesting that the idea – I mean, I, I'm not saying that this is true, just that – when you combine Brock Purdy with the way that Kyle Shanahan calls plays, is it possible that it is a front-running offense? That and and just because of like what the offense is, the offense is built to have these, you know, these zone running plays, right? Zone blocking run plays, and then you build the play action, and then the play action always looks similar to what the any good play action looks similar to a regular run play. But that's cool. like really the the basis of the offense. So does it? having to just do straight dropbacks all the time and not being able to run and then build off of the play action, do you think the inability to do, to do that is sort of the Achilles' heel of that Kyle Shanahan offense?
2: Uh, I don't know if it's an Achilles' heel. I mean, some of it can be personnel-related, right? Mm. Like, who would we say their best personnel grouping is? Probably their base personnel. Yeah. When you it's have it's Kittle. Kittle and yeah. check and McCaffrey, obviously, then Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel, right? Yeah, like, they go 3 wide. <clears> like, are them. they better mm-hmm. – w- Like when they add a piece and take off use check or, Ooh. or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think that's the hard part is their base personnel was probably the most talented group. Correct. And in those situations, that's not what you're utilizing. You're yeah. utilizing three wide receiver sets. Yeah. So use checks coming off, you know, yeah, you got Kittle staying on, but you might need to use them for help and pass protection, depending on the looks and mm. the pressure and, and who's at defensive end you're going against. So that's the hard part is like, you take away, in essence, in that scenario, uh, either you're, you're obviously your best tight end is one of your best players, uh, your best one of your best uh, players catching the football, blocking all that, and use check. And by the way, maybe Christian McCaffrey. Because now all of a sudden, if I only have a tight end and running back on the field, I need a seven-man protection because of a blitz look, a pressure, or maybe we need a chunk and I need more time and our offensive line struggling. Now McCaffrey's out of it as part of that too, and he's yeah. in protection. So now I've got Debo Samuel and Ayuk, but, you know, who's the number three? Is it Jawan Jennings or, you know, who do you feel really good about? Yeah. There's some rosters you look at when they go three deep, like, for example, when the Bengals are healthy. Correct. Yeah. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. My
3: God. Like, that's their base offense. Yeah,
2: like, like, like that, that's what you're throwing out there <laughs> yeah. when you when you get out in your openers, right? Like, that's first quarter to fourth quarter. That's not the case for the 49ers. So it's not a flaw. I just think when you look at their roster components that are set up, you know, it takes them out of what their best personnel grouping is, and and some of
0: conceptually what they do best.
3: Yeah, and if you look well, at their offense, right? It's, well, dudes, it's
0: a I was going to yeah. ask too, like, as, like from a like like when you're as a defender, like if you're watching these guys, because you know when you're when you're trailing by double digit points, you're not yeah. going to be running as much, and so you're not like some of George Kittle's bro. stuff is like he he like fakes run, but like you know he goes to fake the run block and then releases and takes off on the play action. Is that something that like you can kind of pick up on tells as well?
3: I mean, if we're in the fourth quarter and you're down by double digits, we're not respecting the run. We're not respecting your play-action pass. We're, we're, we're pinning our ears back and getting to the quarterback. And to Brady's point, right, I think it also shows some deficiencies in this offense. I know we talk about Kyle Shanahan and him schematically and how he sets things up, but they have a real issue at the offensive line, right? If Trenton Williams goes down like he did last week, we saw the issue. And even when he's playing, right, if you look at the right side of he he's struggled. They've struggled in the interior three as well, and that's because they haven't been able to allot a lot of money the offensive line because they're playing so many people on the outside with Kittle and, and debo samuel they're gonna have to play brent uh, brandon Ayuk. Mc- christian mccaffrey's making a lot of money trent williams is one of the highest paid offensive tackles then you look at the defensive side everybody is paid on that side so wow. when you look at them and you talk about well is it you know you call them front runners no they're just not set up to play from behind like that because one they can't just seven met, seven step drop back because they don't have the offensive line to do it, especially if they don't keep George Kittle in to help with that right side of the offensive line.
2: And that really wasn't Brock Purdy's experience too, at Iowa yeah. State. I mean, they were more of a two tight end set, You know, type team when when he was playing there. So I don't know that his you know I calling Matt Curtis Campbell by the way spread it out and throw it around. Yeah. So Matt Campbell,
0: remember when he was a hot NFL name?
3: Still a good college coach. Yeah, yeah he's still a good, good program builder. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm oh, just like happy that thrown out as like the guy who's going to get hired by every NFL team every offseason. Now, not so much. I, I don't there's no always I, two
3: coaches for I, college. I, I don't,
0: I I don't
2: remember hearing that in NFL standards. I, I do remember hearing it more in college. And I yeah. think there's still some people who believe that. And, and especially, no, I don't, don't point, want to I'm
0: derail like, it. Talk about Matt Campbell. Go back. back <laughs> before, <laughs> you <laughs> brought it up. But I know. It's, <laughs> it's, this is so what we've on this show. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I just, it's just, do you think that. I'm gonna put my Pete Prisco bald cap on real quick. uh Oh, um, is there a chance? In his voice to... is there a chance that <laughs> is there a chance that Kyle Shanahan is a choker? Um, no. yeah, he does. He I does have a history that. in the playoffs of not I, exactly I, I, closing. I, I, I'll, I'll say this:
1: can go to this. the NFC
0: Championship game
3: like, like every year and be a choker. <laughs> but, no, but
2: like in all seriousness, like you look at the skill sets of the quarterbacks he's had when since he's been there. Yeah. Like, they're not that different, right?
3: They're not. I mean, I like,
2: know. for example, you look at the athleticism and ability of, like, a Lamar Jackson. You're mm. like, holy cow. Like, like, when we're talking about, like, MVP conversation, Correct. you're like, well, that dude looks like the MVP. And, and great, I understand Brock Purdy had a bad game, but there's also a portion of it where you're like, well, he can't do what Lamar can do. Like, if right. nothing's there, Lamar can still beat you. You know, he can still force a defense to Correct. slow down their rush. You're not getting that from Brock Purdy. And even when Sam Darnold came in, And and this isn't just my opinion. Like, Daniel Jeremiah mentioned this. Like, you see the arm strength, the velocity, and you're like, man, there's a different level of of ability, too, just on your own roster Mm -hmm. in Sam Darnold's arm versus Brock Purdy's. So I would say athletic ability, too. I think Sam's probably
3: a little bit better athletically than...
2: Maybe. So, all I'm saying is, like, I just it's hard because I think he's had a very similar quarterback in the sense of guys who are, you know, able to play from the pocket, good distributors of the football, good decision makers, can move within the pocket but they're not threatening a defense in any fashion, really running the football. And I'd be curious to see like, what would a Lamar Jackson look like in a Shannon? We saw with RG three yeah, for like yeah. one year in Washington, he wins offensive rookie Pull of the, the year numbers up. So yeah. we know he can do it, but it's like, he hasn't had that in San Fran. Well,
3: remember that was a rumor a while ago before they took Trey Lance. Could they potentially trade for Lamar Jackson? I think that's what Kyle was thinking when he drafted Trey Lance, like, Let's see if I can get an athletic quarterback that can still process and read the defense. And we knew Trey Lance was going to take him a while to do that because he didn't play a lot in college. But with his athletic ability, that's a plus one. I've never had that at quarterback. So I think that's what he was thinking. But then, you know, Brock Purdy came along and processed really well, got the ball in his hands, and that's what college used to, right? So he was like, well, I got to go with this guy because this is what I'm accustomed to. I can't throw Trey Lance out there and wait two or three years for him to really develop.
0: Right. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick break and we come back. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring
2: managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, Marketing and creative, legal,
0: and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, New Year's. Do you guys like New Year's resolutions? If you actually
3: adhere to them and follow them.
2: (laughs) Most people's New Year's resolutions are like gym memberships. They join up January. (laughs) They stop going by February. Yeah.
0: Uh, We had a situation where... Like the the gentlemen were individually sat. It was like a group of guys, a group of gals. You know, same. You know, all, tra- like traveling on a trip together. Kids are going to bed. New Year's. They uh, we were watching like the NC State uh, Arizona State game. And all the all the dudes were sat down and being like, "Here's your." And we're told what their news like. What's your main New Year's resolution? And my yeah. buddy, my buddy Nathan goes. He goes, "I'm gonna stop doing as much stuff I don't want to do." And they're like, that's great. That's great. Everyone else is like, oh, what Nathan great job, Nate. Thanks, buddy. How did that how'd you pull that one off? So maybe that's your New Year's resolution, Brady. Stop doing as much stuff you don't want to do. I agree with that. I was
2: just actually thinking about that today, uh, with a couple of things that were coming my way. I'm like, I don't really want to do
0: this. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like, I just I, I've got a lot on my it. plate right now. I,
2: I really don't want to do this.
0: So that's how that's how you know that that's how you know you're getting into your like you're like you that's that's the feeling you get as like you hurdle towards 40 is like you're like you know what i know i'm not gonna do that i don't think it, so it's not even that it's
2: like time is so scarce Man. especially yeah. when you become a dad you and when you've got back. four kids like I never get enough time with any one of my kids. So like when I have free time, it's hard to want to then spend it with other people who are not one of those four. And so I'll that's, that. that's usually the biggest issue for me, really. It's just, I just want to be around my kids more
0: real, more, real, uh, real. I'm Catholic humble brag there with the four kids coming. Uh, okay. Catholics have more kids. They do. Is that a T-shirt? Is a is Catholics have more kids? <laughs>
2: yeah. Is that, um, is that what I do now? I make the t shirts walk around when I have my my family, my yeah. gaggle of
0: kids. Yeah. I'm with the Catholics. <laughs> the uh, New Year's resolution. Let's go ahead to 2024 resolutions. And I'm going to ask you this one: Should Mark Davis? What should Mark? Should Mark Davis's New Year's resolution be to hire the interim coach this time? I don't even think
3: that's a resolution. That's, that's a no-brainer. Like you already had a hiccup a couple of years ago with rich Basaccia and everything that he did to keep that team together. And Brady, you know, this as a head coach, you got to be a leader of men first. Like you can have all the schematic head coaches you want, but at the end of the day, can you galvanize a team? And we've seen it now twice with the Raiders. Yeah. Like we saw rich Basaccia, We saw Mark Davis not do what he's supposed to do. He tried to go with the sexy name and bring in McDaniel and it didn't work. Now let's see if he's learned his lesson. And because this Raiders team, a lot of people thought they were out of the playoffs. They're still in the playoffs, especially after a big win versus the Kansas City Chiefs last uh, week. And we've seen this team kind of take on the characteristics, the the mentality of Antonio Pierce. Like, he was a gritty defender. I played with him my rookie year. One of the smartest guys I've ever played with. And his team has really taken on that mantra. So, to me, this ain't a resolution, Will. This is a no-brainer. Like, it should have already been done. Take the interim off Antonio Pierce's name as head coach Mm. of the Vegas Raiders.
2: Yeah, I think that. You know, New Year's resolution is like, don't mess this up. Yeah, you know? pretty like, much. hey, don't mess this up again. And and it's not just Antonio Pierce. To me, it's their interim general manager, Champ Kelly, too. Yeah. Like, you have two guys who I think so far have worked well together. It makes a lot of sense because he wanted that with Josh McDaniels and their former general manager, right. too. So that was all part of it. But now I think you have right now a bona fide leader of men that's doing something that we haven't seen before. Like, if you were going to tell me last week before the game, hey, uh, the Raiders are going to win, and they're not going to complete a pass for three quarters of the That's game. Crazy! i would like, "What the hell happened to Mahomes? Get hurt?
3: Exactly? Like, like how
2: is that possible?" So, uh, there's no doubt. It's if, if you're Mark Davis, like, don't repeat history in this case. Hire Antonio
3: Pierce. Hire Champ Kelly. And, and to put it before we move forward, like, what's the last time that we remember a Raiders team being a top ten in defense? But I, by the way, the last 20 years, Rich Versace and Antonio Pierce have the two best win percentages.
2: That, exactly.
0: So like yeah. coaches.
3: Derek Carr never had a top 10 defense. This is a top 10 defense. This, just to put this in the perspective, the Raiders defense has been a laughingstock of the NFL for like the last 20 years. And Antonio Pierce has really, like I said, brought that mantra over there. And also Patrick Graham, I think, should be getting some looks as a yeah. head coach. He's done a really good job, too, of, of getting those players to, to buy in and play really good football.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm with you 100. Let's stick into sticking the AFC West and the uh, the the coaching hires. Mm. Chargers resolution needs to be that they tap their full potential. How do they do that? Who do they hire?
3: <laughs> Harbs? No, it's it's going to be our guy Ben Johnson most likely. You I think. think so? I think that's to me it makes the most sense. If you're him, right, you're probably going to have your pick of the litter. Why not? Tie yourself with a guy like Justin. A Herbert. first-time
2: head coach again, though.
3: The hottest name. Yeah, I think Harbaugh has a
2: lot, though, only because he's had success above levels. Bob Michigan Harbaugh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not John Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. John. yeah, yeah. Hey, people They've been remember. talking about Mike Tomlin potentially getting traded or leaving and going somewhere else. That's an interesting one. You're right. Yeah, I mean, for the <laughs> charges, like I go all in on finding the guy. And if Mike Tomlin's available like I'll put it Those this way, man. I mean yeah. I, again, I'm I'm making the phone call. Yeah. Hey, you guys willing to trade Mike Tomlin? If Makes I mean sense. I would yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick's the interesting one too. Mm. Do you call Robert Crab and say, hey, let's bring him
3: in, see if he rebuilds this, or are you kind of moving past Bill Belichick? As long as he's not the GM, because his track record as GM has not been good. No.
0: <laughs> it's not been good Johnson all.
3: is, is going to ultimately be the Chargers head coach I just think yeah. for him that's probably the most attractive place to be in regards to knowing you got Justin Herbert now the question is they're in cap hell like yeah. so what are they going to do with Allen you know also Khalil Mack also Joey Bosa's contract like, they got they got some math to do like in regards to the GM and getting numbers right to make sure that they have enough to actually bring in pieces. So that's something that Ben Johnson, I'm sure when he's going through the interview, interview process, teams are interviewing him. He's going to have those questions for the team as well too. Like what's the plan in regards to fixing this roster? Because we're, like I said, we're in cap hell.
0: Right. right. <laughs> Does true or false the chief's resolution, Travis Kelsey's resolution should be to break up with Taylor Swift <laughs> she is <laughs> causing the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're struggling right now with her. <laughs> She's being deemed as the Yoko Ono right it now. literally
2: has. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw an article does. like the NFL's over her. Like Chiefs fans were over her. Yeah. She's Brady Quinn, I,
0: I'm going to write that tonight. Brady Quinn calling... Taylor Swift, the Yoko Ono Yoko of the NFL. <laughs> I, I did not
2: that was already, by the way, I saw that somewhere else. I was like, that's interesting. Um but it, by mean, the way, can you imagine if like <laughs> if
0: you got if you got dragged slash canceled by Swifties and you're yeah. and you're like and your your like your daughters who are obviously obsessed with Taylor Swift were like like got like like went back to school know, know after the Christmas obsessed. break. Know, A little
3: young. <laughs> I don't know about obsessed, yeah.
2: they're too young, you know. Yeah. But I, I think one thing they're obsessed with is football right now, and they don't like the results that they're getting from the Chiefs, <laughs> from the Chiefs. especially <laughs> when daddy laid the points
0: with the Chiefs last week. <laughs> Man. What do you, um, are you, what's, I mean, what's going on with them for real, though? Like, is this a situation no, where they can fundamentally be... broken? They have no
3: identity on offense. Uh, Brady really uh, me actually talked about this after the Raiders game. We did the, the post game show. And if you look at this team, right, I thought for a good portion of the game, they could go with 12 13 personnel because it seems like Mahomes is more comfortable. And doing that, I thought also Isaiah Pacheco coming back would give them a little burst on offense, right? But then he ends up getting a concussion, and he's out. And even when he was in the game, they didn't run the ball well. So when you look at this team, I just think they're fundamentally broken. And I actually said this a few weeks ago when you look at the nuances, right, the details, like Eric Bieniemy, I heard, has been a stickler for that, right? Yeah. We heard some commanders players come out and say how demanding he is. Well, that's what he did with the Chiefs last year, and we've heard, you know, LaShawn Shady McCoy come out and other players saying how demanding Eric Bieniemy is. Well, I think they're missing that because how many times have we seen, you know, miscues on offense, whether it's Kadarius Tony lining upside, which is still crazy to me that MVS did it twice in the game when you lost the game because of it yeah. just the week before. So, like – those nuances, those details. I think Eric Bieniemy not being there has really hurt this offense. And then I think it's also a personnel issue, right? When you look at the receiving position, right? Rasheed Rice has kind of come on as of late, but Sky Moore never took that jump. No, nope. Kadarius T- Tony has regressed, right? right? So guys that they were depending on, they haven't taken that next step. So I don't think they can fix this. I told Brady this on what was it Monday when we we did the post game. Honestly, think they should lean on their defense, right? Their defense gave up six points. Will and and they lost the game. Right. Right. Your defense is good enough where they're gonna keep you in games. I don't think we ever would say this with Patrick Mahomes. Just don't lose the game on offense and we yeah. still got a chance to win. And, and that's where the Chiefs are right now. Yeah, that's a
2: little bit of an indictment, as much as you're missing Eric Bienemy. Maybe it's also Matt Nagy not being really what you lost in <laughs> Eric Bienemy as far as Facts. what you're bringing back. Um I think it's a good point about leaning on defense, but what that means offensively is you got to run the football. You got to possess right. the ball. You have to limit the amount of of, of you know uh, touches that your opponent gets, and, and that's something that is not Andy Reid, Patch Mahomes style. Never football. has been. <laughs> hey, Will, look the, up these stats though. Look up Rasheed Rice's stats receiving right now as compared to Juju Smith-Schuster in the regular season. Because I think it's kind of telling. Like, this is a team that got Ooh, away with Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster without Tyreek Hill last year and it led to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of keep going back to, well, what are the two biggest differences? Well, they don't have the enemy. That's yeah. one thing. But the offensive line play has not been anywhere close. Been to the it's awful. Yeah. And the tackles in particular. So yeah. that's been the area that I think they've missed out on. And they really haven't adapted to. Right, I, I, We talk about you know, what do you have to overcome sometimes as an offense. Maybe you can't run as many 11 personnel sets with three wide receivers right. because you need help at the tight end position and chipping on the way out. What's well, hard to do that when Travis Kelsey is by far and away your best option. You don't right. have anyone else you can rely on. So th- there's a lot of issues, but I think the absence of the enemy, um, the way the offensive line is played, in particular on the edges – have played the biggest role, and then honestly, you know, Patrick Mahomes too, and yeah, forcing totally. some things, trying to maybe do a little bit too much at times instead of just living to play the next down and relying on that defense. Right. That's something too. Like he's, if throughout his career been able to make that big play. Well, it's easier when you have Tyreek Hill. It's easier when you have those other guys stepping up. They don't have that, and and so now you have to play a different style of football where. You're not a game changer. Maybe you have to be more of a game manager and yeah. how you go about managing the, the game scenario and playing in tighter games.
0: Uh, Rashid Rice actually has looking. better stats than um, than Juju Smith-Schuster did through 15 games. Really? Which, which is
2: interesting. Not a lot of people know that. He, I think he's got more touchdown passes. More he's, years. he's come
3: on really strong the last couple of weeks. He has, and then they featured
2: him. So, like, that's, as you look into, like, this week, that's what needs to be featured and continued because, you know, you're not going to find it anywhere else. Yeah. And that's the position right now that the Chiefs are in. They've got to rely on a rookie to step up, much yeah. like they did last year, those rookie players in the secondary, yeah. to step yeah. up in big moments on defense. They
0: need that now from Rashid Rice on offense. Yeah. This, this is actually uh, kind of insane. So I looked at um, weeks 1 through 15 for Juju Smith-Schuster um, last year. And um, he was inactive in week ten, so you know take that for what it's worth. Ninety six targets, seventy four catches. Uh, Rasheed Rice through fifteen games, ninety six targets, seventy four catches so far this season. Oh wow, crazy, right? Yeah, uh, Juju Juju had like sixty that. more. Juju had like fifty or sixty more yards over the over those fifteen games, but Rasheed Rice has four more touchdowns over those fifteen games. So it really <laughs> is like like. As much as we say you you're not I, I mean I think it kind of falls on Kelsey and I don't think it's Taylor Swift. Um, but I you <laughs> know if it would get us 5 million podcast listens, I would I would be fine with that. Um I, I think it falls on Kelsey and just sort of struggling some uh this year. And then the offensive line. You know, it's just not 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 as good. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Thursday night football. Next. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash podcast.
0: Alright, we are having um, it's a long story, but we'll just dive into Thursday Night Football. We've got about four minutes to wrap up the Thursday Night Football discussion, so just keep that in mind. Before we get to it, though, I should point out Brady Quinn Reve- Brady's revenge uh, so I, I didn't know we were Flacco's. doing it two weeks
3: in a row, man. Flacco's revenge. Well, no, yeah. I think he's talking about the fantasy thing. Yeah, Oh. revenge. Well last yeah, he did. He did really well. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you actually beat you beat
0: Dues uh, one sixty seven point three to one thirty seven point one. You can thank Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy literally. <laughs> Brock <laughs> had two point four <laughs> points. Debo nine point 49ers defense. A scant yeah, four points
3: defense recorded.
0: Him. Lamar went off. Justin Jefferson went off. Mike Evans went off. But you mentioned Joe Flacco. Will he go off? Is it a Joe Flacco revenge game revenge. against the Jets? Or is it... Remember last year with the Jets... Joe Flacco actually beat the Browns beat with the one of Browns. the craziest comebacks <laughs> yeah, ever. The
3: game we talked about earlier in the show. It's
2: wacko for Flacco. Yeah. I mean, that's where we should be right now. Is he throwing for 1,300 yards in four games?
0: I got, I mean, I got a hot take. i He's
3: been since week 13 as far as yards per game. Oh, yeah, it is the
0: it is the Brady oh, it and
3: <laughs> it's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> I got a, I got a hot take about Joe Flacco. I'm curious what you think. Joe Flacco can win the Super Bowl with the Browns. Yes. With this defense, with, that, with, that defense, I'm, with this I running be game, this
2: O-line, Amari Cooper and Joku like making enough plays in the passing game, yes, they they have the components of you get in those bad weather games, you have to be able to run the they football can play any of the type your defense. Of, any type and of he's got the experience. If he takes care of the football, I mean, you know, we've seen some – at times he's obviously turned it over. But yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like I think they're going wacko for Flacco in Cleveland right now, and rightfully so. I think they've got a shot if they get in. Hey, this is my what do you, thing. Like, what do you What do you, what no do you think are –
0: what do you think our corporate overlords would think about a Browns Buccaneers Super Bowl? Oh,
2: God. <laughs> oh, they would hate It'd that. It would be so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you uh, imagine how sexy uh, that would be? Those two fan bases in, Vegas. in Las Vegas.
0: It <laughs> would be big, wild. They'd be swimming, base swimming like in the Bellagio fountain
3: the whole Browns time.
2: Browns fans it's would like go. That would
0: be crazy, though. Browns fans Browns fans in the Super Bowl, Like it would be such a big story. Oh, God, what about Browns Lions Super Bowl?
3: Oh, huge. Yeah, both of those fan bases travel well. So they travel be well, and
0: it would be like the ultimate, like somebody is getting a big time monkey off their back here. Yeah. And like exactly. Cleveland, like those fans would be fighting in the streets in like the strip, like about, no, we're the bigger losers. <laughs>
2: um, anyway. So, real quick, uh, real quick game preview. Yeah. Simeon's starting. Yeah. The running games look good. The defense is good. Like, are you like the Jets in this one? You, you tend to lean
3: that way a lot of times. What's the line? Seven and a half? Seven last six, time I looked.
0: Seven, six and a half, oh. seven,
3: yeah. God, it went down. I like that seven and a half. I don't like that seven. I like the. You know what? I like the just the cover. Didn't yeah, you just. Know. I why, well, that. you know why I say that, right? Short week, right? Flacco, even he's, in Cleveland. Yeah, listen to me. Even though Flacco has played out of his mind, right? It's and he's not a typical backup. But we usually see this ready, right? After three or four games, the real person shows up. What does that mean for Simeon then? He's only played two games. So hot hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? I really love the under in this game. That's okay, gonna, there you go. That's what go. play I'm playing on that. The under that. in this game. I think this is literally going to be like a ten to, to three game. Oh, it is Not that low. I think think it's going to project. Low, low, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be like a ten. I think it's going to be
2: twenty to ten. Twenty to ten. In Cleveland. What's the, what's the I've number? Got the Brown, right? I've got the Browns
0: stand. wacko for Flacco. Ooh, you're going to make this wacko for Flacco thing work if it kills you, aren't you? Um, it, the over/under here is thirty-five, just slightly to the under. Browns, by the way, up to seven and Ooh. a half.
3: I told you, so I like the seven and a half. That is going to kill you. It's okay. <laughs> I, just, I said twenty to ten. Just said twenty to ten. I like the under more than anything in this game for sure. Yeah, eleven to play. two
0: is my prediction. Browns beat the Jets eleven to two one thing to just do get that's a savings. cover though
3: that's a cover that's a cover <laughs> that right. would be a cover that's not. Nice. So we
0: all we, we, we're, we're, we're terrified of the, we like I think you like the hook right you, like the, you think the Browns cover the seven I, say,
3: if I get that hook I'm taking the just to cover that all day but all right. I'm, I'll lean more towards taking the under in this game yeah.
0: yep I think the under is the play as well alright that'll do it for us thanks for watching thanks for listening for news for Brady it's American Mary- days oh man see you guys in the new year Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Happy (laughs) Happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) See ya.